Welcome to Get Unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Over the next hour, you will be given valuable tips and tools you can use to overcome what keeps you stuck. Now, here is Jason. Welcome to Get Unstuck, Move Forward With Your Life. I am your host, Jason Hopkins. Thank you for joining us today. Get Unstuck Radio is inspired by my own journey of navigating this thing called life. More than a decade ago, I faced my own dark night of the soul, a painful chapter that robbed me of my mind, my money, and my way. After a series of catastrophic setbacks upended a lifetime of work, I was left with two choices, to end it all or to begin again. Fortunately, with a mustard seed of faith, I chose to walk forward with a new commitment to serve others. Over the last decade, I have faithfully worked to evolve the narrative of how the world sees mental health. By recognizing that everyone struggles, sometimes we all need new insight and a different perspective to see life more clearly. Not only is this show the birthplace of my own efforts to overcome life's challenges, but a safe space to meet other champions who, even after setbacks, still bravely show up and serve others. Get Unstuck Radio highlights the phenomenal people who have joined me along the way. It is a place to share stories, which will hopefully spark inspiration in your own life. Together, we celebrate our individual capacity to move forward and to get the lives we truly desire. Each week, a distinguished guest will share their own unique perspective about what it takes to move beyond stuck and achieve their truest potential. Regardless of where you are, I'm hopeful you will discover the inspiration and courage to make an impact in your own life. Let's get started. Today, my colleague Chris Felton is joining us. Chris is an Amazon best-selling author, a seven-figure entrepreneur, and a founder and principal of his own financial services firm, which he started in 1999. He has helped tens of thousands of people internationally to overcome their resistance to change and to create more success, peace, and impact in their lives. Chris speaks from his own experience of being on the edge of financial ruin, business failure, and divorce. He shares the secrets that allowed him to avert the potential disaster and transform all areas of his life. Chris leads and trains hundreds of agents across the U.S. and has helped over 17,000 people become more financially literate and experience financial relief. With his latest book and speaking series, Think and Grow You, Chris is focused on helping driven entrepreneurs break through plateaus in their own growth by learning how to get out of their way and take their success, peace, and impact to the next level. Chris, it's so great to have you here today for another episode of Get Unstuck Radio. Jason, awesome to be here, man. Looking forward to this. You know, Chris, as I read your bio, I was um, shocked um, and then dug into your book, shocked at how many similarities there were kind of in our own journeys that really started with some really disastrous things that, you know, birthed the kind of this new direction. You know, as I was reading what I really, um, you know, was underscored for me is there seemed to be this, this constant theme of you know, pushing forward and moving through kind of the stuckness, even when it didn't feel like it was easy to do so. I would love for us to talk a little bit about anything I missed in your bio there as the intro, but really a little bit more about what were those dark times? And of course, we want to get into all the amazing work you've done since then. But where did this journey begin? Yeah, I mean, the, kind of the the probably take it from the the turning, I mean, really the the bot, the the lowest part of my life. And, um, you know, as I was standing there having an argument with, with, uh, my second current and last wife, uh, Marlo. Okay. Um, uh, we're just having this unbelievably, um, very emotional, painful fight. And I don't know if you've ever been there and you're kind of like, how did I get here? Right, like, how did (laughs) I didn't intend to be here? I'm like, how did I get here? Like, I think I'm a pretty good guy. I think I have my shit together, but not really. And um, basically, what had happened, uh, Jason, was you know I'd been a, I've been an entrepreneur. I left a corporate career behind. Um, We're kind of in the middle of the Great Recession, and I'm a financial services entrepreneur. I. my uh i i'd been married for the first time for about four years and my ex-wife you know picked up and uh, moved from denver to atlanta georgia and my kids were one month old and three years old at the time oh wow and uh, yeah they're 21 and 18 now and i hadn't seen them in months uh i laid down 
during the divorce. Like I, I fought for nothing. I felt so guilty about what I'd done. Um, she got half the business. Um, I signed a stupid office lease about 6,000 square feet that I couldn't afford. I was $250,000 in credit card debt. And, uh, but I looked successful <laughs> and I, I could, I could, I could tell a pretty good story of success. And so Marlo walks into this financial crap show. Um, she didn't even know how bad it was. Right. But it was $250,000 of credit card debt. Um, we're leaking about $3,000 a month of negative cash flow. And at this point, she knew it because I'd given up control of the money to her. It was the best financial decision I ever made. And what led to the fight was I was out of I was out of money. I was out of places to borrow. I was out of resources. And the very next day, I had to pay my ex-wife $5,200 in alimony and child support. And I didn't have the money. And so because I was out of options, my only option was my wife. And so I came home and I had to convince my wife to give me her savings to pay my ex-wife. Okay. And I can imagine uh, that was a challenging complication. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We call it the, we call it the, the night that changed everything, but we also call it the purse throwing incident because she <laughs> picked up her, I don't know why women's purses are so big. That could probably be a whole separate show, but or heavy. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 20 pound purse. She picks it up and she just heaves it at me, but thank God, Jason, she had horrible hand eye coordination. So it kind of flies over my head lands on the ground, stuff spills everywhere. I saw a Madonna CD fly across the, <laughs> the tile. <laughs> stuff from the 80s was in there. And we just we really had the fight of our lives. And she just was like, how can you be a CPA and financial advisor and be broke? Like, why are we're better than this? Like, why are we here? Like, and she just, she came at me pretty hard. Volcanic Marlowe is not fun. And I just said, well, why are we still married? And fight immediately stopped total silence and she went upstairs jason for the rest of the night to figure out the answer to that question and that was my turning point because i was there and all i could see were just these dominoes falling in my life of oh yeah my first wife really didn't have a chance because i was gonna blow that relationship up no matter what right and see my kids in months um they're starting to like who's dad like where's dad it's turning into who's dad the financial stress is physically impacting my wife. I'm drinking a lot every night. Uh, I'm a mess. And I just realized, I'm like, oh, dude, the common theme to all this was me. Right. And I realized that my way wasn't working and my way was hopium. I called hopium. And it's. I saw that in your book. I liked that. Yeah, yes. It's where the masses live, man. And it's. I uh, hope it gets better. Uh, I'm hoping the outside world changes, but I'm going to fiercely insist on remaining the same. And I'm just like, and right then and there, I just like, dude, you got to change. And so, so the next day, uh, Marla and I came together and, um, to her immense credit in her time of ex 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 massive pain, it should, it, it would have been so easy for her to go, look at all this crap with this dude. And I'm going to exit. Cause I was beginning to do that. Right. Cause that was my relationship pattern was once we hit some bad times and I started focusing on the negative in that relationship. And I'm like, well, there's gotta be some unicorn utopian, you know, relationship that requires no work, Jason. It's just sunshine, lollipops and roses. Right. Um, so I would just pick up and go. And I was beginning to do that with her and she could easily have done that, but she didn't. And she said, there's some things here I don't want to live without. So we came together the next day and she's like, we're not declaring bankruptcy. We're not getting divorced. We're not getting jobs. Um, we had access to wealthy mentors. Thank God. She's like, I'm going to, I'm going to interview these people we have access to. And I'm going to figure out how they think, what they do. Uh, our first book couples money came out of that. And then she looked at me and she's like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, I'm going to figure out how my thinking is creating broke. And I'm not interested in changing. I'm committed. She's like, what do you mean by that? Because as you know, Jason, most people are interested in a great life. They're not really committed to it. Right. And, and you know, as I'm listening to your story, Chris, and again, having read most of your book yesterday, um, the thing that really struck me is, is this mentality of taking action. And I think you're so right. Like, 
you know, we we see the people that look from the outside like they're living a great life, and and I could tell a different version of your story myself, and and I think just that knowingness inside of recognizing it looks so good, but it's a complete disaster. That duplicitousness of walking around life, I think, has such a a burdensome effect in what it feels like to keep the charade up. Like it's painful. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. It's it's painful to manipulate the outside world while you insist on remaining the same, right? I call that rearranging the furniture on the deck of the Titanic, right? It doesn't right, really right. matter what you do to the deck furniture, the, the boat's going down. Right. And that whole hopium hoping. Um and yeah, I just I just told him I'm like, I'm committed. She's like, what does that mean? I'm like, you know how an Olympic athlete treats their sport? That's how I'm gonna treat my growth. And and you know, my favorite quote of Mel Robbins is that you know it, it doesn't happen overnight, but it happens over time. And I was just committed. I was committed up to getting up early. I mean, it was committed to shifting my thinking, the limiting beliefs, all the stuff I lay out in the book. And um, and what happened to us was transformational, but it wasn't just financial transformation, it was you know, the transformation just for me personally in all all areas of my life. Well, there were a couple of things that really stand out in your story, and one a question that I ponder and have pondered with a lot of people, do you think that somebody has to hit rock bottom to have transformational change? No, no. I mean, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, you know, you don't have to be sick to get better. Um, but if, if you're not really clear on why you need to change, um, and, you know, and, and the main message in my book is growing is not, it's just not optional, right? Because we talk about stuck, right? I mean, that's why this, I love your show. And, and the main problem my book solves is stuck. And, and, and the keys to that, the, the keys to get unstuck is, you know, we, we have to humble down. And uh, so it's sometimes tough, especially for us guys, right? We, right. we don't like, we don't like to be told we don't have it going on. Right. right. We don't we don't like to be told we're not producing, we're not delivering, but we got to humble down. Um, we must be willing to change and, and growth and change is, is not optional. Right. And and one of the, the points I, I bring across in the book, it's it's the first page. It's my favorite quote on on comfort. A life spent seeking comfort results in an entirely uncomfortable existence. Mm-hmm. And and there's no definition of comfort in nature. Trees are either growing or dying. They're not comfortable. Right. So humans created this comfortable thing. So growing, if if you're not intentional about growing, you're actually in decay. So it's not optional. And you have to do the work. But the last part is the work is going to be worth it. And Agreed. And, I, and, and a lot of people, Jason, struggle with that because they're like, well, what if I do all this and then it then it doesn't happen? And. Um, I, I, I didn't have a lot of assets going for me, but I had that one because in college I, I made the habit of, I probably asked a hundred people that were really successful. I said, was it worth it? And right. what was amazing about that question was they were never confused by the question and they never hesitated. And emphatically they said everything I had to go to go through and experience to live the life that I currently have was worth every second. And you so know, I knew funny. it would be. Yep. I, I so agree with that. And, and I think back in my own journey of struggle and recognize for me, what was different is I very early in life went to the mountaintop and achieved success that many people will never achieve. And I'm so grateful for those experiences. And then, of course, crashed and burned after the Great Recession. And For me, beginning again, it was a series of kind of peeling the onion, so to speak, getting to know myself better, but to recognize that a lot of my next stage of growth really was built upon knowing I was miserable in that life. And what I finally was able to reconcile was it wasn't the life as much that I was miserable about. It was all of the effort and energy I'd put into making that life look the way that it looked to do things I didn't necessarily want to get up and do every day to make it sustainable. That was miserable. And the, the 
understanding of that was really transformational to me to recognize that living a successful life, and I'm going to put that in quotes there, really is not just about money. It's about doing things for yourselves and others that fill your cup and feed your soul, knowing that what is meant for you will not pass you by. The money will come, the experiences will come, but it starts with this this sense of self that is built upon getting up and doing something you love every day, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's, you know, live in purpose. And I mean, everybody talks about that, but it's, you know, the, the only, the only path to true fulfillment is growing you and contribution to other people. Absolutely. And I want to get into that. We're going to take a short break here in just a minute. I want to get into that, but you know, before we go, the one thing that really strikes me as you're telling the story about your wife, who sounds incredible, by the way, um, it sounds like in that conversation, she saw you and you were in a place that allowed you to be seen in a way that I'm guessing you had never allowed yourself to be seen before. And she didn't leave. It, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, n- n- none of it happens without her. I mean, it, I mean, obviously my, my commitment was huge and, you know, and being committed and, and I've been asking people a lot lately, what are you committed to? And nobody, what, nobody can really answer that. Right. And we committed to each other. We committed to what I call unifying goal. And most couples don't know what the other one wants. But we committed to a unifying goal and we moved our chips to the middle of the table and we were we were all in. And I love it. that gave us the confidence. And so yeah, I mean it was it was yeah, she is amazing and none of it happens without her. But we committed to each other and we committed to that unifying goal and created forward momentum and that's what got us unstuck. That's fantastic. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to get into what what's happened since then. Um, sure. Obviously, that was a painful time and place. So let's take a quick break and we'll be back shortly. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Stuck in a state of being that holds us back from creating the life we truly desire. Regardless of your own blocks or limitations, imagine an easier way to get unstuck and move forward with your life. On this show, Jason Hopkins shares his practical next right step approach that will move you toward the life you really want. You too can be steps from getting the abundance, love, support, and fulfillment your heart desires. Get unstuck. Move forward with your life with Jason Hopkins. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. Do you dream about success but wonder how to get there? Hillary DeCesar and her guests will reveal how they relaunched into lives they only dreamt about. Their stories will inspire and surprise you and ignite your inner sparks. The Relaunch, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to the show. If you have a question for Jason or his guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jason. Welcome back to Get Unstuck Radio. I'm your host, Jason Hopkins, and today my guest is Chris Felton. And Chris um, is sharing with us kind of a pivotal um, moment in his life that really the 
transformed him into the man that he shows up as today. He's a he's an Amazon best-selling author, and we were having a conversation uh, before the show or before the the break about um, you know really those setbacks and the most challenging times that teed you up to move forward. I'd love for us to take from that conversation that you and Marlo had in the kitchen that night where she threw a purse at you um, and really talk about, you said you were committed to taking action and steps to move forward. Let's talk about what those commitments ended up looking like. Like what, what happened from there? Yeah. I mean, we, um, we, we got, you know, we, we, we got clear on what we wanted, man. And that's, you know, and, and, you know, that's one of the most, beat up topics and personal growth and development, right? Everyone's like, Hey, what, what's your, why, you know, <laughs> what, what do you want? And, and I mean, I've been blessed to have some of the most amazing mentoring on the planet and I'd go to events or I'd sit through conferences and, you know, I became, I called a personal development zombie. And I don't know if you know any <laughs> personal development zombies, right? I but, do. Yeah. And they normally don't get the things that they're looking for because they're too invested in everybody else's stuff. Well, yeah. And, and they're, they, they, uh, you know, they're just, they're taking in 4,000 podcasts and they're, you know, they're, they're reading 400 books a minute and, and, and they never, they never apply anything. And that, that was me as personal development zombie. And I'd sit through conferences and the most successful people are like, you got to be really clear on what you want. You got to know what you want. You got to know your why you got to know this. And I'd be like, Oh my God, that's the best thing ever. And I'd take that note for the 50th time. And then I'd come out of the conference and then Jason, the squirrel would run by me. And I'm like, I got to get squirrel. Once I catch that squirrel, then I'm going to go back and get clear. Um, And so the purse flying over my head was the moment of like, dude, like we need to sit down. We got to have really have the conversation. And so Marlon and I sat down. I'm like, what do you want? She's like, well, we're $250,000 in credit card debt. We're living in a rented home. It's not going well. What would make me feel, very important word, what would make me feel good is if we had $100,000 in the bank. And I was like, we're at nothing. (laughs) Um, And what, you know, the the preeminent law in personal growth and development is the law of growth. And it's what you focus on expands. Right. And for me, focusing on debt created more debt. So it didn't work for me to focus on debt, 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 debt. So that was a pivotal moment when, and it was a, it was a concept that she got from all these people she interviewed in couples money, where it was like, do you want to keep fixing problems and fixing debt? Or do you want to create wealth? And for me, that shift was everything. And so we obviously had to handle the debt. But me focusing on a unifying goal, it's the single best goal we've ever set of having $100,000 saved. But then we sat down and we said, why? And so high performers know why. Everyone else is just, they think it's this lot. They think goal setting is this logical thing. Right. And being a recovered CPA, that's where I always went. Like, what are the steps? What's the how to's? What's all that? And so, you know, Jason, we spent an hour on why, why does it matter? She's like, I, Chris, I'm physically impacted by the financial stress. I don't like it. It scares, scares me. I'm like, okay, so I don't want to fight with my wife ever again around money. I want to see my kids and be a good dad. Um, I want to teach something. There's a reason why this challenge is being handed to me. I, I, I think I'm going to be able to bless millions of people with the story. Um, we wanted to feel financial relief. So that was the first thing, right? And then it was like, okay, standing at base camp, looking up at Mount Everest is how I felt. I imagine. Yeah. And so I think one of the things that keeps people stuck is they 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 get clear and they're at base camp and they're looking up at Mount Everest and their 100 million year old reptilian brain starts firing and their fight or flight and how am I going to do it? And, uh, Mike Dooley calls it the cursed who's and the cursed house, who and how, and he calls them cursed because they're cursed. And so it, for us, it was like, okay, we got to get the first $10,000 saved. And so we were able to look at base camp one 
And then it was, okay, we knew what we wanted and we knew why. So we had emotional buy-in. And and then what I did was every morning I would play a movie in my mind of that first $10,000 getting saved and actually feel it. But I knew if we get that first $10,000 saved, the snowball is pushed down the mountain and I would feel it. And I play a movie, Jason, of, you know, it wasn't Fantasy Island. It wasn't, you know, driving a Lamborghini. It was just my wife coming down in our rented home in her ski outfit <laughs> on a Wednesday, kissing me on the cheek and skiing for the day because she felt enough security that right. she could at least take the day off. And when I would wake up from that image, three to five minutes, I would just be in tears, dude, um, because I'm like, we have forward movement. And so that was really that. And then we hit it and then we just we created, you know, tremendous momentum from that. But, you know, that that's kind of what got us moving forward was the clarity and then just chunking it down. And then me handing my subconscious every morning what I wanted with emotion and feeling created a lot of power. And I just want to reaffirm for anybody that's listening is you guys didn't set this big audacious goal. You started with $10,000, which realistically is something that is achievable for anybody. And to your point that that achieving that builds the momentum to go on to 10x that to whatever x that. Um, If somebody's listening and they find themselves in this you know, this financial conundrum that really, you know, just keeps them stuck. And and we don't think that they necessarily have to have hit rock bottom to to make a change. What do you think is an inspiration point that inspires somebody to take a next step? Well, I mean, I, I think I think the confidence of actually sitting down and, and doing the hardest work on the planet, which is actually thinking. Right. And a lot of the stuff. In, in my book, it just it, it, it's about taking a time out, sitting down, pad of paper, not your computer, a pen, because when you write, what flows through you sticks through you. Um, what flows through you sticks to you. Um, but really, the first step is, what do I really, 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 really want? Like, let's not keep going, I don't know, right? That's the first step. And so right. whatever it is, it's, it's the clarity of aim. And so you're like, I'm financially a mess. And, you know, Joe Dispenza calls it a negative feedback loop. And it's just, you're constantly just looking at your environment, not liking it, right? What creates stuck is resistance. And resistance is what is happening should not be happening. Right. And so what I was doing was I shouldn't be in this debt. I shouldn't be here. I should be further along. I should this this, 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 and this, and which is kind of, I mean, that's the ego speaking really. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. And, and it's just, and so your, your outside world dictates your thinking, which creates your feelings, which creates more action from that. And so that's why he calls it the negative feedback loop is you're just, you're, you're constantly stuck in that. And, and you got to get to a place for us which was, you know, and I was beating myself up over it. I shot all this debt and I screwed this up and I did this and I did that. And then finally it was like enough. Right. And we got this powerful place, Jason, called acceptance. It's powerful. And 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 I didn't understand it for a long time, but my coach is like, you don't need to love it, man, but you got to stop hating it. What's well, a final stage of the grieving process, quite frankly? Yeah. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, and so you know, because Marlo, Marlo tried to have these come to, you know, I called them come to Marlo meetings where they're like, okay, we got all this debt. It sucks. We got this going on. The revenue is not where it needs to be. And and I was just beating myself up and we were arguing and fighting and resisting the reality of, and, and the analogy I give in the book is, you know, it's like the reality of a flat tire. Like we get a flat tire and then we're like, well, God, why did that happen to me? And who didn't fix the pothole? And, you know, and the flat tire sitting there. It's, it's like, like the oh, tire's still flat. flat. Flat's like, and and so it's like, what is the mental gymnastics I have to put myself through to get to the place where it's like, 
I got a flat tire. What's and then my coach is like, the only two relevant questions are, what do I want? What's next? And so I I knew shifted Jason when we had to come to Marlowe, you know, weekly financial meeting that I dreaded and and we sat there and she said, okay, this is the debt. This is what's going on. And I just said, it is what it is. The tire's flat. And I forgive myself completely. Right. And, and then it was all about, what do we want? $100,000 saved. We got to get that first $10,000. Okay. What's the next step? And a lot of stuff in my book is like, what do I want? What's next? What do I want? What's next? What do I want? What's next? And then I turned to her and uh, I always get goosebumps when I say it, but I, I just turned to her. And I'm like, we will never be back here again. That's powerful. It was powerful. And it's still powerful to this day. And, and I knew it in my heart, the decision was done. Well, and you all did it as a team. And I think that's where so many people end up in bad situations in relationships is one person takes on a role and then they shoulder the responsibility for things going right and perfectly forever. And the fact of the matter is, is that's not how life works. You know, I, I spent years beating myself up, you know, how from the, the the experiences I had in the life that I was given, did I literally lose everything? And I went through so much, you know, minutiae in my head day in and day out. And, and, and the reality is, is I think there was a point towards the end when things were coming unraveled that I literally just gave up. I can remember going on a trip to California and, you know, I used to have a black American express card. And I remember walking into stores saying, I am going to charge all these cards up today and buy things I knew I couldn't pay. I was so defeated by that story. And really, my, my I did end up filing bankruptcy and it was probably one of the best things I ever, ever did. But it was not... Um, it was not credit card debt that was my undoing. It was real estate debt. But um, I think there was a point in time that I stopped doing what you're talking about, thinking my way through it. It just felt too big and it felt insurmountable and it felt like I was never going to get out of that hole. And if I was going down, I was going down. And yeah. I see how so many people get stuck in that trap. And and literally, Chris, I spent years reflecting on that and thought, if I had done what you're talking about doing with Marlo, if I'd done it with myself and gotten really real with myself about it, I think it was probably figure outable. I just was too exhausted to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people end up in that spot just because they simply don't know and why books and tools and resources like what you have put together are so valuable, but it really if you have to boil it down, it's really getting intimate with yourself and the people that are closest to you. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I got obsessed with, okay. And I had to buy into the fact that my thinking created this. Right. And, and, and the turning point once again was taking 100% responsibility, right? It wasn't, my ex-wife's fault. It wasn't the economy. It wasn't, it was, it was me. I created it. Right. And so then it was like, okay, if, if my thinking created it, what's the thinking that's going to create better results. Right. And, and so, and you know, one of, one of the most, uh, I mean, people, the, the chapter that people talk about uh, a lot in the book, probably top, top 10 at least is, um, problem versus a project. And my coach is like, dude, you don't have a money problem. You have a money project. And, okay. you know, we, well, we view problem. I mean, when we view problems, it was like, you know, woe is me and victim. And I can't, you know, I can't, it's, it's insurmountable and all that. And he's like, no, you don't have a money problem. You have a money project. We view projects totally differently. Right. And, and, you know, projects, you, you more often than not, you're going to, you're going to, you, you're going to bring a totally different spirit and energy to a project. Right. Well, they have it's a beginning, a, a middle and an end. Yeah. And you will see it through. And, and so it was, it was the reframing and it's going back to the law of growth, right? It's just, and it's one of my, and I still have the question today. Um, 
what am I focused on and what must that be creating? Right. It, it, it's a constant question I ask myself because if I don't feel good, right? Because because most people don't feel good because they're in resistance and they don't feel good because where are they focusing on? They're focusing on the wrong end of the stick. Right. They're focusing on the problem. And so for me, it's like, okay, I don't feel good. What, what, what are you focusing on? And, and so I really was like, where is my focus? What am I focused on? What must this be creating? And so anytime I'd start looking at eating the elephant or I'd look at the debt, I'd look at that because my ego wanted me to go there because your ego wants you to stay right where you are. I would just go, you know, and, and a big part of my book is shifting. So I'd use a tool, boop, shift, create thinking momentum in the other direction. And I'd remind myself of what we wanted. And so anyway, but the problem versus the project, I mean, that that was one of the top five things my coach ever told me. Well, I think that's so powerful because, again, I go back to projects, you view them so differently than a problem. And normally, when you set out to start a project, you already know in your mind it will end. And and a problem has this kind of insurmountable, not certain end date. You know, will I ever be out from under this that I that that just shifting that energy from problem to project really can redefine everything. Yep. Yeah. Well, and it's usually it's usually simple, Jason. <laughs> Everyone's looking for complexity, but it's just simple stuff like that. I share simple stuff in the book of just these simple things that were told me that just totally shifted my and, energy. And I love that. And that was the practicality that I really took away from what you were offering readers. But you know, really to make it even more simple, it all kind of hinges on a willingness to take action. Yeah. Right. You gotta, you gotta be willing to change. It's love not it. optional. It's not optional. I love it. Let's take a quick break. And when we get back, I want to talk about all the incredible things that you've got going on. And uh, we'll be back in a couple of minutes. America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. The White House doctor makes house calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to the show. If you have a question for Jason or his guests, join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show with Jason. Welcome back to Get Unstuck, Move Forward With Your Life. I'm your host, Jason Hopkins. Um, today, I've got my friend Chris Elton here with us, and he's sharing some amazing wisdom from uh, with us from his book, um, think and grow you that, that is an Amazon bestseller. 
Chris, we were talking during the break about the chapter that you have too young to be old. Um, I loved that chapter and I know it's so resonant with people you talk to. Tell us more about that. Yeah, well, I'm, uh, you know, I'm 51. Um, and when I, I turned 50, uh, I, I don't know, man, like uh, something I, I was buying into the, yeah, the, uh, you know, society view on aging and I, I feel better than ever. I think I'm better than I ever have been. My energy is amazing. But I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting old. And I realized that I'm not getting out of this thing alive. And uh, and, and I, I got an angel in my business that just like she sends me things at the right time. And it's it was the study. And it basically was like, uh, you know, the, the, the prime of your life is actually 60 to 70. Uh, your second most productive time is 70 to 80. Your third is 50 to 60. Um, average age of CEOs uh, in the in, in the United States companies is 62. Average age of pastors in the top 100 churches is 71. Average age of a pope is 76. So I read that and I like had this immediate shift. And then I started sharing with clients and, and different you know people that I work with. And I've never seen something change someone's energy almost immediately. Right. And the story in the book is I was uh, I was uh, the closeout speaker for a, an event, about 1500 advisors. And I was to close out the event the next day and, and the night before they had me come on stage for this panel. And it wasn't really clear about what we were supposed to talk about. And as I was walking up, I'm like, I, I'm like, I got to share this study. And and probably, Jason, over 75 percent of the crowd was over 50 probably okay and so i got up and i'm like all right who here is over the age of 50 <laughs> and i hear like two people go Woo. right like like i mean it was total silence and i'm like dude they're ashamed of being older so i read the study off and everyone just goes nuts and then, so we had a reception afterwards. I mean, I probably had three, 400 people come up to me. Hey, send that to me, email that, text that to me. Like, oh my God, that's unbelievable. Like, it's not over. I'm like, no, man, the best <laughs> is yet to come. And then do you know who Sharon Lecter is? Uh-huh. Yeah, so Sharon Lecter's like, you know, amazing. She's easily in her 70s. And so she wasn't there that night. So the next day she spoke and she brings up the same study. The exact same study. Wow. And she didn't know I talked about it. And she said, okay, who in the crowd here is over the age of 50? And like everybody gets up and just goes <laughs> nuts. I she's love like, it. I've never had that response before. Um, but no, it's uh, I've shared it with a lot of people, man. It is a, it's a paradigm shifter. And people start realizing that there's much left to do and the best is, is ahead of them. Well, you know, considering I just entered my last year in my 40s, I will say that there is a shift, you know, that that makes I, I don't feel like time is imminent, but it feels like the time that you have, whatever it is, is is relevant and you should make it count. And I loved reading that because it really validated, you know, being in this season of life. And 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 again, I don't I don't think there's any way to share with somebody that's in a different season of their life that like, you know, there is, there is wisdom that comes in being in these older seasons of life. There is the ability to not care as much. There is the ability to do things in your timing. And as I was talking to somebody I'd shared this with this morning out of your book, you know, the thing she framed for me is you have the ability to do work with people that you choose at this season of life, which is so different and so validating in just the freedom that comes with aging. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, you know, you, you don't have as much distractions in raising a family. You know, my kids are 21 and 18 now. I mean, they're, they're, they're self-sufficient, great kids. Um, you, you don't care what others think as much and, right. uh, you're comfortable in your own skin. You know who you are. Like, um, yeah, I mean, there's but isn't it amazing how you meet people that 
really have not embraced that concept. And to your point, you were speaking to an audience of people who didn't want to own the fact that they were the age that they were. I mean, I say all the time, I don't mind being my age. I just don't really want to look it. Um, but I, like you, feel better than I felt in the last 15, 20 years. And, you know, I think part of that is the majority of it is due to having the right mood state, you know, the right mind focus and 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 perspective on mindset is the word I'm looking for um, in how you show up every day. Yeah, it goes back to that law of growth. Like, what, what am I focused on? What must this be creating, right? If, if I'm focusing on I'm old and, you know, this, that, or the other, then you're going to get that. But if you're like, if, the, if your internal dialogue and your internal story is time to kick ass. And, you know, when I was, when I turned 50, I was like, what do you want to do? I want to make a big ass impact. You know, that's, that was the choice. And the book actually came from that. And like a series of circumstances lined up that it was like impact was the word. And I had juice to get that project done. So I love that. And and Chris, I know that the, the theme that really resonated with me is, you know, your willingness to show up and serve others that maybe was not always the case in your history or your career. Like, how has doing this work built into the way that you show up and serve others today? Yeah, I mean, I, I think... Um... Uh, you know that the, the juice is the juice is contribution. I mean that that's it. And you know we, we were talking about you know money and 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 I I think I think financial peace of mind is super important. Um, I, I think that uh, you know I believe that baseline is is super super important to to be able to give out of. Right. right. So I, I think financial is is crucial, um, but you're not going to really find happiness in it. You know, it's I call it looking for love in all the wrong places. I mean, you know, people, they're like, you know, they get to a certain net worth and then they go to the next one, the next one, the next one, the next one. And it's it's that external thing. And so you, you got to get to the to, to the, the the juice of the only way my life is going to make sense is if. I contribute to others. And I can't remember, there's, there's a story I share in one of my talks of this guy that, you know, used to own the Seahawks and, you know, he had boats and then he had stuff and then he got different stuff and then he got more expensive stuff. And then he just kept looking for love in all the wrong places, but he wasn't growing and he wasn't contributing. And it wasn't until he found this philanthropic cause where he donated uh, wheelchairs to kids in like war-torn countries right and that transformed his world because that was the fulfillment where he was trying to look for it and stuff and so you got to be intentional about your growth and you got to be i think intentional about your contribution i love that and 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 really there there is so much value to be had in showing up to serve others and, and frankly, showing up to serve people who cannot do anything for you other than be present with you, you know, or not. And, and, and there is such benefit from doing that. Um, so tell me more, what, what comes next? I mean, you've written this incredible book that I encourage everybody to read. It's so practical. It's, it's helpful. It's straightforward. Um, it's easy to take action from, I will say, which I think, you know, Human nature today dictates most of us are looking for shortcuts. And again, I don't think the road you and I have talked about here today is necessarily an easy one or a path that that either one of us would probably choose again. But it is the foundation that has allowed you to build, you know, a, a successful house on. Where do you go from here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the the goal of the book was simple. I mean, that that was the first thing was was simple and and actionable and and practical. Um, so I think we, we, we did that. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's really, it's really the impact. It's, um, I, I think, I really think people are more stuck than ever, Jason, and okay. I, I want to help them get unstuck. And it's painful for me to coach people and watch them feel that really the only path out of getting unstuck is to quit. And, uh, I empathize with that cause I was really close to doing it. Um, but I didn't. And I knew that I had to grow and change. So, 
you know, the, the, the big, the big number is, um, I'm not sure how I'm going to gauge it, but you know, 10 million or more people, you know, positively impacted from whether it was a book, a speech, a workshop, the stuff that I'm, I'm creating. So you think small here, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, 10 million. Yeah. 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 That's, awesome. that's the stuff that, that, that hit me, you know, hit me from above and, uh, and, you know, that's why I show up on shows like this. And I'm grateful that you had me on because, uh, you know, a few more people uh, uh, were hopefully impacted by this conversation. So, yeah, I want to do some big stuff um, before I depart. That's for sure. You know, I think that's powerful stuff. And, and, and I admire what you've taken on as a challenge and have no doubt that with your tenacity and stick-to-itiveness, you're going to achieve that. So tell me how somebody's listening can get, you know, get in touch with you. How do, how do they digest the, the what you're putting into the world? Yeah. Uh, so Chris Felton.me is, is the website and that's, um, that's, you know, the speaking, the book, the workshops, um, I'm, uh, actually in four days shooting my, uh, my, uh, my, uh, day workshop. I'm actually most excited about that because it's really a, a deep dive in the book. So that's going to be, um, ready for circulation, um, in early June, but yeah, I'm looking, looking to, to speak to groups and, and get the word out and the message out. Um, and then, uh, every Monday morning I put out a, it's called TGIM. Thank God it's Monday. Okay. It's my, uh, week, weekly newsletter. I had to change my attitude on Monday if I was going to change my life. And so <laughs> people can get on that distribution list. They just need to send me an email at, uh, at, uh, TGY at Chris and I'll add them to that, uh, that list. So. I love it. So the course is going to be, is it a coaching course, self-study course? Yep. Self-study virtual uh, okay. course shooting it this weekend. We'll have it up hopefully uh, early, early June, but yeah, I want to get that fantastic to people and do the deep dive. We'll be on the lookout for that. And for those of you who have yacht, not less, yet subscribed to Get Unstuck Radio show pages, you can find us at Get Unstuck Radio on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. Next week, I have another inspiring guest, Natalie Otteson. Natalie is a certified transformational life coach who helps others get unstuck to get the life they truly desire. You will not want to miss our inspired conversation. Chris, before we wrap up today, can you tell me one thing you're grateful for? Um, I'm, I'm grateful I persisted, man. That's that's what I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for the fact that I persisted, but I'm, I'm most grateful for the people around me that... Uh, loved and supported and coached me it's uh, it's not it's, it's 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 a team event so uh i'm grateful for all those people that showed and, up for me and i love hearing that persistence is such a such an underused word when it comes to championing for yourself in your own life and and really can mirror that in in my own journey of just showing up and having the willingness to get up and put one foot in front of the other you know i, I often say that the journey begins with the next right step. And so, so often we're, we're focused on getting up the staircase that we miss the night, the next right step. And, um, you know, really every journey is a next step. And for anybody that's listening or struggling, um, you know, remember that that journey begins with the next step and you too can be your own champion. Chris, I enjoyed having you here today. You're welcome to come back anytime and share with us the good news that you've got. Um, thank you for what you're doing and the light that you bring to the world and keep making a contribution in the way that you do. Um, I'm grateful for you. Yeah, I appreciate you, Jason. Thanks, brother, for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to today's show. We hope we've helped you identify how you can overcome the mental block that's been keeping you stuck. Until we talk again, we wish you a great week.